Have you ever been so bone tired that you don't know how you're going to string sentences together, much less sing that day? Do you know how to know if you should cancel? This episode is for you, weary one. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. Well, first for the bad news. Physical fatigue is a leading cause of vocal fatigue. Singing or even speaking a lot while you're bone tired can limit your vocal control, your pitch accuracy, can shorten your vocal range, it can cause vocal strain, and even lead to vocal damage. Now, there are things we can do to limit vocal stress when we're singing tired, and I'm going to give you a few in a bit. But there's also a point that every voice should heed at which the wisest course of action is to cancel. So let's dig in. Let's talk about how physical exhaustion can hurt your voice. When you're physically dog-tired, drained, exhausted, sleep-deprived, you've hit the wall, or you're under the weather for whatever physical or psychological reasons, your body does not want to support your voice. It just doesn't want to work that hard. This is because it takes more glucose and oxygen to work the bigger muscles of your core, your glutes or butt cheeks, your low abdominal wall, your back, your thighs, than it does to work the smaller muscles of your throat, larynx, vocal cords, tongue, and jaw. Delegating the effort necessary for good singing to these smaller muscles is detrimental to them, and it causes tension to set up in all the wrong places. Also, the big muscles in your back that determine your posture so your rib cage is open and your diaphragm is stretched, they don't like engaging in their duties either. So your breath control is compromised. Your shoulders and neck muscles try to help, but end up just interfering with the free operation of your larynx and your facial articulators. Not good. But like I told you, there are some things that we can do to help ourselves when we're singing tired. Here are seven of them. Number one, drink up. I know you must know about drinking water, but Take extra measures to be well hydrated when you're fatigued. Dehydration of your vocal tissues can put the nail in the coffin as far as your voice is concerned. Steaming your throat in a hot shower is a great idea because it gets water into your tissues immediately. Water your performance is too. Maybe add a little pineapple juice or cayenne pepper and lemon juice so that you can keep your throat tissues lubricated. Herbal tea with honey is fine, but stay away from black and green tea, both of which are dehydrating. Number two, eat up. Raise your immediate energy level. Before your performance, eat something simple, easily digested, and full of nutrition, especially protein, and maybe add a good vitamin mineral supplement. But don't use sugar to do this. I once ate way too many M&Ms at a recording session and got all my tracks too fast to sing later. Trust me, if you try to pump your tired self up with sugary snacks, you'll just get hyper and then crash. Oh, and chocolate can create phlegm that your voice will have to deal with. So hold the chocolate celebration till after your performance. Number three, 
Don't numb yourself. Alcohol or other mood-altering drugs are really bad ways to try and get through. They can numb your alertness and can mask pushing, straining, and dehydration of your voice. You won't sound nearly as well as you think you do, and your voice will suffer the consequences. Number four, a big one, warm up and cool down. Make sure to use mindful, well-executed vocal exercises to warm up. It's extremely important to know how to pull instead of push your voice as you sound it. In fact, consider doing a warm-up with your vocal coach by phone or webcam on especially tired days before your performance. Then when your show is over, do a short series of gentle vocal exercises such as staccato scales, lip bubbles, tongue trills, or sirens, especially in your head voice, to cool your voice down. And number five, support your voice. This is non-negotiable. It doesn't work to just relax and sing. Something has to give. Something has to provide power. And for your voice, that should come from the pelvic floor, which along with good posture will give your voice the balance of breath support and control. Even and especially when you don't feel like it, you must make your big muscles work. They won't like it, but the intricate instrument of your voice sure will, and your voice will recover much faster. Number six, don't slump. While singing, you must keep yourself flexibly tall. Avoid like the plague, the typical slumped posture of tiredness that will sabotage your breath control. And that's all you're going to want to do. Just don't. Also, don't freeze to conserve energy either. Remember that the voice wants access to movement. And yes, all this takes more energy. And number seven, use correct technique. Bad technique plus singing tired is a recipe for vocal disaster. The use of correct vocal technique for breathing, keeping an open throat, and communicating authentically all becomes more necessary when you're tired. Now, if you sing tired but wisely according to the tips I just gave you, here are three things you should notice. One, you should notice that after your performance, your vocal cords don't feel strained at all. In fact, you should be able to sing even better at the end of your performance than you did at the beginning. Number two, you should feel even more physical exhaustion, (laughs) sorry, instead of vocal exhaustion, and you'll probably be hungry. And third, your voice should feel and sound great the next day instead of trashed. Now that's all good, but there is a point when you should cancel. If you really can't gather the low-placed, big muscle energy that you need to float your voice on top, or the tall, energetic posture necessary to open your rib cage and control your breath, then by all means, don't sing. If you do, you risk short or long-term vocal problems because, one, you'll guard. You may start the guarded stance habit. This is a fear-induced inward crunch that tries too hard and can become a spiral downward to terrible vocal technique and real vocal dysfunction. Two, you will push. You'll end up pushing too much breath through your cords to get them to work. 
and you'll experience less vocal ability and problems with notes and passages that you can usually easily accomplish. And three, your voice will suffer. I've done this wrong. I've sung when too exhausted and have set my own voice back as much as three weeks. You see artists in the news all the time with vocal damage that started with vocal fatigue, which I believe for busy artists is almost always linked to physical fatigue. I don't take chances anymore. Don't let your busy life, your successful career, or your fear of canceling a show cost you the health and longevity of your voice. If your voice matters to you, blowing it out even for a Grammy performance is ironically counterproductive for your career. From experience, my advice is either be capable of supporting your voice and applying good vocal technique or cancel your performance and live to sing another day. If you need a good vocal warm-up, contact me and book a lesson because I'd love to help you. If you want a bunch of vocal health tips, go to my website, judyrodman.com, and sign up free for five pages of them. Well, you've come to the end of another episode, and I do hope I've been able to help you some. You can help me out with a review at ratethispodcast.com slash A-T-V, which stands for All Things Vocal, or just rate it where you're listening to it. This is Judy Rodman, and remember, you can always find me at judyrodman.com. See you next time for All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.